when I am in that zone of creating or, or playing in front of people, um, you know, that there becomes no uh, border between like the audience and the artist and getting to that point is so worth all the anxiety and the stress and like the, you know, the moving parts that it requires to get there um, that we just, you just have to do it. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, discover our unique gifts, and make a lasting impact on the world by connecting with our souls. I'm sharing with you all the wisdom and tools I've been taught on meditation, mindfulness, yoga, business, and spirituality. I'll be having conversations with other creative entrepreneurs who have manifested outward success by doing inner work. Success comes from within. Let's go on this expansive journey together. Hey, Limitless Soul fam. Welcome back. If you hang out with us regularly on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so happy you're here. I am thrilled to share this space with you and bring in amazing guests for you to experience their gifts and their paths and all of the amazing stuff that comes from these conversations. And if you're new around here, welcome. I'm so happy you're here to join us. You're in for a special treat today. On Thursdays, I have on guests and the guest that I have on today is so fun. He is a musician out of Rhode Island, also a surfer, an environmentalist, super awesome guy, plays all these crazy instruments. I'm actually going to play a clip right after I start introducing him so you can hear his new song that he has out called The Full Moon Flow, live at the Summer Swell. It's off his new album he just released. Funny, a lot of people ask me, how do you get different people on your podcast and you know, how do you choose who you want to have on? And honestly, it's all kind of intuitive. I had one more spot left this season to have on a guest. And uh, I actually made a reel on Instagram, you know, those like crazy little video snippety things. I have fun making those over on Instagram. And I was making one, uh, an educational one about how to tap into each chakra. And I used one of his songs called Adam and Eve. And it's such a jam, such a vibe. Absolutely love it. And uh, used it in that reel, tagged him in it, and he started following us and probably noticed we had a podcast and reached out and was like, hey, I'd love to hang out on your podcast. And I was like, hey, I got one spot left. I guess it was for you. So that's kind of how it worked, right? The universe is always dropping us these little signs and bringing us exactly what we need at the time we need it. And I'm so happy that, that we were able to connect because... Uh, Will has such a a really beautiful message and such an authentic personality. And I I think you'll really enjoy hearing the behind the scenes of an artist. You know, we listen to music or watch people's artistry through, you know, what it's meant to be for us to consume and and enjoy the art. Um, But to get to be able to talk to the person behind the the artistry is really fun. And it's so funny because before... (laughs) Before we got on this Zoom call, you know, you, you're you sitting here and I like to talk to my guests for at least, you know, five or so minutes before we start recording because most people I don't know personally. And we're sitting there chatting. It's all casual. And then I'm like, I got, I have to hit the button. I'm like, oh God, hold on. I'm like drinking water. I'm like, <sighs> I get really nervous right before I'm about to push the record button. I don't care who it is. Even if it's a friend of mine that I'm recording a podcast with. I always get this like welling up in my stomach of nerves and excitement and anxiety, like all of these feelings. And I was like, just give me like just two seconds. He's like, oh my God, I feel the same way when I'm about to hit record on um, my music and, and put it on an album. And I know as soon as that button gets hit, it's a part of history. And I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. It's like no pressure or anything, but this will just be, you know, a, a part of history and people will be able to consume this for forever. Um, so it's there's a lot of riding on it. You want it to be the most present, most full version of yourself whenever you go to push play. And once you have that awareness that is <laughs> being recorded, it kind of all comes up. But um, 
anyway, it was really funny to, to notice those parallels between podcasting and interviewing and, and holding space or and whatever you're doing that you're um, documenting something or you're giving your all and you want there to be this flow state of an experience so that it translates to whoever's consuming it. So a lot of parallels between podcasting, I guess, being a podcast host and, a, and an artist or a musician. Um, anyway, I thought that was really funny. So at the beginning, we're probably both like, hey, what's up? <laughs> but um, as, as we got comfortable, um, it was so fun talking to him. He's got a lot of really cool stuff uh, he's, he's got going on. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit from his bio so you can get to know a little bit about Will before you listen to some of his amazing music. Um, he's made four albums and over 50 million plays on Pandora and Spotify, and he just embarked on his solo journey. He has to, used to be in a band called The Barefoot Truth. Um, he's released three additional full-length albums and has been touring. His most recent album is called Rise, and it's been nominated in three categories for the New England Music Awards Album of the Year, Roots Act of the Year, and Video of the Year for Family Tree. Love that song. Definitely check it out. And the album fe features deeply personal topics of humanity, compassion, and a reflection of the current political times. Um, this is definitely medicine for the times. It is such soul food. Um, he's a lifelong surfer and environmentalist, and his songs speak to the importance of connecting and protecting the earth. At a time where many are looking for words of inspiration and reassurance, Rise delivers a collection of socially conscious songs filled with a message of love, possibility, and inclusion. In 2018 and 2019, Will joined his good friend Trevor Hall. As y'all know, Trevor has been on the podcast too. Awesome musician. Um... He's a member of his touring band, and they have worked a lot together. And you can really tell that they have a similar passion and um, compassion for, for the earth and for connecting people and really re truly raising the vibration of this, of this um, incarnation that we're all in right now. They have a song together called Hokahe. Love that song. Um, he also plays so many different instruments. This is really cool, and you'll hear it in the song that we'll play in just a sec. Um, he's got these really cool live looping skills to showcase his background in percussion mixed with layers of acoustic guitar and soulful vocals. He has shared the stage with top people like Crosby and Nash, Grace Potter, Bruce Hornsby, Rusted Root, Michael Franti and Spearhead, Trevor, Nako, Medicine for the People, Xavier Rudd, um, and so many more. So enjoy this episode with Will Evans. He's awesome. And check out his song that we're going to play right now called the full moon flow. Take it in, close your eyes, maybe do a little meditation with it and then listen to the conversation between Will Evans and myself. Enjoy. Thank you. 
welcome will to the limitless soul podcast how are you doing today i'm well thank you for having me awesome we were just talking about how weird it is to push the record button and then you're like go from casual chit chat to like hello how are you what's up that's right <laughs> now, now uh now it's 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 going to be in history written in history we are podcast I love history that. That's yeah. the coolest thing about being an artist is you get to be a part of history and people can consume it and experience it like way after the present moment. I love that. Yeah. And judge you. <laughs> Hopefully not too harshly. We'll not do harshly, job. but yeah, I think so. And I have kids. You have kids, don't you? Uh, we have one. Yes. One. And a, and a dog. And so dogs. Dog kids. One count. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I've got two and a half then. And I always think it's so cool, this kind of work that we're doing. And I, I can't wait to dive in with you and talk about your music and surfing and environmentalist activities and all of this really cool stuff that you're into. But it's so cool to, you know, be in this time and place, even though we're in the year of 2020 and it's like, what is happening? Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of cool to be really pioneering some really beautiful energy and bringing it into the world, especially for our kids to see, right? I was thinking about the other day and I was like, wow, like my kids are going to look back at this and be like, dang, mom, like 2020 was insane. And you just kept putting stuff out there. <laughs> for sure. No, it's, it's a, it's a really um, pivotal time really for us, you know, to create um, and, and put out there into the world sort of a, a time capsule of what this period has been for so many of us. And hopefully, um, have some healing uh, energy in, in the mix there for people who need it. Or um, certainly for me, like the, the silver lining has been being able to spend so much time with my daughter and mm -hmm. my wife. And and um, I was going to be on the road for five months starting last May, um, which none of none of that has happened. And and this is. It's been a, it's yeah, it's been a, a blessing in, in some ways, you know, to to just kind of do some different things like this and and continue to to forge forward. But um, but yeah, I mean, nobody could have seen this kind of coming, and and it's all of what you make of it, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it it's really interesting how as artists and creatives, like you're saying, traveling for a musician is probably the majority of your life right and absolutely um, having to pivot and figure out how to how to cultivate that same energy and bring it to the people who are seeking that that healing and that medicine that you bring through your music and your artistry what was that like for you this year let's kind of start there and sure yeah it was um at first i think people were on board with more of the zoom concerts and the live streaming because they didn't think it was going to last this long. Mm -hmm. So it was sort of almost like this novel thing that all these artists are doing live streams. And, you know, I was doing one every week. And for me, it was just a, a, a little bit of a mental break from parenting. And my wife and I would go into the basement and pour a glass of wine or something. And, you know, I would just shoot the shit for an hour on Facebook live with, with my fans and, and play whatever anyone asked and she would read the comments and it was kind of a just it was like our big night out or our big night in I guess um every Thursday and you know then I kind of got to a point where I just I missed that that raw energy that you get from actually like being with people mm -hmm. and um you know there's only so much you can get from those those little hearts flying up the side of the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the uh the, the live stream or the comments you know I mean it's it was, it was perfect for when we needed it. You know, we were in a really dark place in, in New England, especially it was hit hardest in the beginning of the pandemic. And, you know, New York City is only two and a half hours from where I live. And uh, Boston also is maybe an hour and a half north. So we're kind of sandwiched between the two really the biggest hotspots um, at, the, at the beginning of the pandemic. And it was really kind of a terrifying time for so many um, so to give this little bit of relief every Thursday night, you know, we, we check in with our community and, and that was really rewarding. I, I think that once summer hit, people were just COVID fatigue, right? People mm -hmm. were tired of being on their computers 
and they wanted the real thing. And, and we found some ways to make it work. We did some uh, drive, drive-in movie theater concerts oh, cool. where people would stay in their cars and, or they'd you know, have a, a pod kind of set up around their car. And that was neat. Um, it was the first time <laughs> I've ever been honked at and like it did, been like a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> after after a song would end, you know, the whole parking lot would erupt in, oh, in honking. Um, so, yeah, I would say it's been it, – there's been highs and lows <laughs> in this whole thing. And, and uh, we're kind of entering like a, a new – we're kind of coming off of the summer and being able to play some socially distanced shows and realizing like we're not we're not at the finish line yet with this. Mm-hmm. So – it's yeah, we're trying to stay cavalier, but it's definitely gotten harder and people, the, the interest is not as great as it was before. People are, are, like I said, are just kind of tired of this, um, this routine and they, they want to get out of it. So yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a long winded answer, but you know, yeah, uh, well, it's such a weird been highs and lows. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's yeah. been a really weird experience, but, um, you know, it's cool that you're still putting stuff out there still like, bringing something to the table you have a new ep coming out i think when Mm -hmm. this podcast will release it'll be out um is that something you worked on during this time or is it actually in the summer yeah we we tried as best we could to get a bunch of content created this summer um while we could be outside and doing and that's you know honestly the this project almost didn't happen because the filmmaker got covid Mm -hmm. um and he was a younger kid and he you know was barely showing symptoms at all but that's just what's so scary about this is the asymptomatic people don't even realize they have it and you know then they can infect their whole families or those that are more vulnerable and um so we were scheduled to do this recording and then it got canceled because he got sick um and then we ended up doing it like a month later um just like very spur of the moment we met in this this um state park that's near where i live and we set up um, out in in the marshes, basically of, of this beautiful great salt pond, and they just filmed me sort of from a distance, and I played live, and that was it. And and we kind of listened so back cool. on it. That footage is amazing. Yeah, it's really. It, I was like, dang, Rhode Island. Is, like, <laughs> yeah, I think so many people don't realize, um, including myself. I you know I forget sometimes what a beautiful place we live in here. I live right near the coast. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's a kind of a quiet slice of, that nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they all skip, you know, skip this area where right off route one, which is like the old road system, uh, 95, uh, interstate 95 cuts inland and goes up to Boston. So there's, you know, about a 30, 40, maybe 30 or 40 mile stretch of coastline that is all sort of. Uh, I mean, on the, I would, I don't almost don't want to tell people about it. Your playground, right? Cause you're a surfer. It is, yeah. Yeah. There's like, you know, there's several great surf breaks within this, um, this striking distance uh, of where I live here. And, and it's really in the winter time that it gets the best. And, and we we're you know, we're in full wetsuits and, you know, Vaseline my face if it's, if it's like below zero cause the wind chill. Oh my and, gosh. That's um, extreme. It's, it's pretty rugged, but, but that's like <laughs> yeah. so, sort of what, I mean, like you were saying, you know, you live in the, the Great Lakes region and that's, yep. if you want to have fun, you got to be prepared. To, <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you're going to have fun, you better really be tough because yeah. it doesn't mess around. Yeah. And the, I think we kind of wear that on our sleeves. A lot of us, you know, the community is really tight, the surf community. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's for me, it's like, that's my church, you know, to be out there, um, amongst the, this energy force and, in nature. And, and it, it, there's nothing like more grounding than that for me. Um, yeah. that's what's so hard about being on the road is, you know, I don't have that. I think a lot of musicians feel that same way is that you need that, that grounding to, to like make you feel okay and at home. A lot of us, um, are, generally pretty like anxious people and and the lifestyle kind of is counter what we're all about but um but you find ways to make it work because it's it's because it's important for us to to share 
these gifts and this music and this energy with with at least that's how I feel it, it you know yeah your music it. is amazing it's so funny because I I think I found it, your song Adam and Eve on a Spotify playlist or something and I was like <laughs> what the heck is this <laughs> and I started playing it and I was just like oh, no, 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 you know I was just like yes I <laughs> yeah, love yeah. this and um you know, there's something about music that's so healing and it just really moves us. And, and like you're saying, like being an anxious person, I get really anxious too. Like even just pressing a record button, being a podcast host, it's like, it's so mm -hmm. fun to express your gifts. Cause I know that my gifts are, I love to talk and I'm really good at like, you know, getting people together, but dang, you're like, have to work through so much to get yourself out there and actually, you know, do the thing. And I think a lot of people who are listening, we have a lot of creative entrepreneurs and a lot of people who do um, do their work with with a special gift. And there's so many people who get held back by mm -hmm. the fear and the overwhelm. And then, you, you know, in private, you're like, oh, my gosh, you can do that. What? Why are you not like everywhere on a stage? How come everyone doesn't know you? And there's so many blockages um, for you. Like, what are some of the things that have helped you? kind of get past these roadblocks, you know, taking these bigger risks and really putting yourself out there. I mean, you're banging on this drum thing and playing a, <laughs> is it a didgeridoo? It is, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, what in the, who is this person? And it's just really cool to see, like, to, to go, like, play full out, go all the way and really, like you're saying, the energy from the ocean, the energy from nature, like, you can feel that in your music coming through like your pure presence when you're playing and like, what are, what is your secret? How, how are you, how, are, what are you tapping into? Well, yeah. Uh, the maple sugar trees up here are really <laughs> pretty potent. Uh, no, I, I, um, I think just, uh, for me, it's just music is, is, is so much about rhythm mm. and being in rhythm with, um, with whatever aspect of your life, you know, that you're doing and, and sort of to touch on what you were saying about being held back. I think a lot of us, we have to be our own cheerleaders um, mm. to really push ourselves to get out of our shell. Like, honestly, I'm terrified once this all passes, how I'm going to go out and tour again, because I've become so much of a hermit again, mm -hmm. uh, as I do usually when I'm off the road, you know, for short periods of time, you you get all your things in an order. I mean, look, I got my guitars, like all my, you know, like, you know, like, yeah. um, sorry. I've got like, my stuff's all it's like. comfortable. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's, this is like the, you know, where I can be creative and, 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 uh, and then my bed's just upstairs, you know, I don't have like a 10 hour flight or whatever to kind of connect back to my family and my, my roots. But, um, but, I think it's just that it feels so natural and and uh, when I am in that zone of creating or, or playing in front of people, um, you know, that there becomes no uh, border between like the audience and the artist. Mm. And getting to that point is so worth all the anxiety and the stress and like the, you know, the moving parts that, it requires to get there mm -hmm. um, that we just, you just have to do it. You know, if you believe that much and I, I, you know, you're, I'm, I'm always battling whether it's my ego that wants, wants those like that adoration or whatever, or it's actually like inherently in me. And I, I know that when I hit that point of, of a song or, or when I, you know, um, for you, maybe it's like if you're in the middle of a podcast and things are just flowing and like you just feel like you're really um, getting out of the person you're interviewing what you had intended or, or you know what I mean? Just like that kind of flow kinesthetic state. like flow state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's not your ego. That's your actual like person that is mm -hmm. achieving what it's been put here to, to do, you know? And, and I think that you just have to – if you can, if you find that moment, um, then it's, it's worth pushing through to, to make that happen. Um, so, and share that gift and, and share that energy with, with a, a larger group of people. Cause I know 
for from doing this for 15 years that there's people out there that really need that and um you know in a world where we live where everything is like a click away or whatever like you can't bottle that sensation that feeling of an actual live performance or a live energy exchange mm -hmm. whatever it may be it doesn't have to be music it could be um you know, just a conversation um mm -hmm. so yeah. <laughs> yeah before before you you said 15 years ago is kind of like when you started doing this did you do something before that you were like a different career path like was music your second thing or has that always been no it's always oh. been the underlying current of you know my path but i have done lots of things to subsidize the ability to do that um and had so many conversations with myself or, or been at crossroads where do we keep going this direction or do we pivot and i've just stayed true to it because it it uh it won't go away <laughs> you know the 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 music continues to inspire me and and i um, like that drum you saw me using is it's called a pan drum or a hang drum. And I purchased that um, at the beginning of COVID because I just needed some Stop it. You just learned new how inspiration. to play that? <laughs> well, I start, I'm a drummer by okay. trade. So, so like it, it, it was more natural for me than most people uh -huh. um, to pick, to pick it up. But um, you know, that's like the didgeridoo. I, I was, um, I studied abroad in New Zealand and did some backpacking in Australia and was fascinated with Aboriginal culture. And, and so I came home with a few didgeridoos and that's, you know, I've been trying to figure out ways to incorporate it into my live performance. And I just, um, yeah, I just, it, you know, I, every time I, I hit a crossroads, I just, get it, either get a new instrument and inspire myself to keep going or, or you just write a song that you're like, wow, I, I, okay, I need to put this out. This needs to, you know, this is the start of a new record. Um, I had a full band before uh, when I began and we played for about seven or eight years and we made some pretty good headway. Uh, it was called Barefoot Truth. And um, I played drums and sang and was sort of the lead person in that group. And, we had a point where we were in our late twenties and it was either, you know, we're going to have to go really hard and tour um, for the next 10 years or whatever. And hopefully like it, we get to a point where it's sustainable for everybody or we need to find another, you know, path for, for ourselves. And ultimately I was the only one who wanted to continue and really um, it just made sense at that point to go solo and just, um, you know, start over and, and it was, that was really hard to, to completely start over. You know, all the clubs we used to play, um, the venues, they didn't want, they wouldn't book me because it wasn't the band, you know, and the marketing that went into that brand and the, what all that was gone. Um, so I was really at like ground zero again. And, and I had a hard time sort of trying to reinvent myself and, and then I realized after a couple albums that like, I didn't need to reinvent myself as an artist. I, I could go back to the way I had always written and the style that inspired me. Um, but I, I um, yeah, it just took time to really get back to who I was as a, as an artist. And I feel like right now I'm just, just kind of arriving there still and, and feeling really like I, this is, this is what I do. Even with a child now, it, it's like, I'm more proud of what I do than I was before because I, I can see the joy that it brings to her when she hears me play or we, you know, she'll sit in my lap and we'll play drums together. And it's like, this is, um, this is, this is the right thing to do. And, and, you know, you should be, instead of being like, I, I, I don't know about you, but like, I always had a hard time in social circles when everybody's, had careers now for a number of years and, and are doing this and that or raising families. And the, you know, a lot of times they'd be, Oh, will you, you still playing music and they don't know what I've done or anything because you know, everybody has their lives. And, you know, I, I don't want to say like, Oh yeah, actually just did a European tour or whatever. Like I, you know, but like you, you've, you've done things by this point where you're like, yeah, you can hang your hat on it. You know, it's okay. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> so where does your music get inspired from? Like when you're writing a song, because your lyrics are so powerful and poetic and they hold a lot of depth, where's your most inspiration come from? Um, definitely from nature. Um, that's just always been my refuge and, and it's just such a deep well of, of inspiration traveling, of course, to, um, to play shows and, and, um, just to experience different cultures has always been a great, um, way to, to bring in some new ideas and, and, um, but, but mainly just if I need to, to re refill the, the tank, I'll just, you know, go surfing for, for a while or, or, or whatever, you know, and I finished so many songs, like just sitting on my board out there. Like mm. you know, somebody tries to talk to me. I'm like, no, right now I've got like lyrics in my head, you know? <laughs> How do they come in for you? Like, does it come in and like, like you see it and, and then you're like writing them down. Does it come in like a feeling? Like how, do, what is your process? feel like um usually i'll i'll just pick up the guitar or you know piano or, or what have you and and just it, it's it does it just sort of like you, you depending on the mood you're in like it's like the chords kind of start unfolding before you and then you know you you get whatever that mood is that you're creating with the tonal uh, direction that you're going kind of pulls in these feelings or melodies and and for me it's more like you get the melodies first and then you you start adding words and and that takes more time and and care to really like express what you want to without being too literal without you know being um i don't know just like it's been done before so many right. times you know but how do you how do you not re rebuild the wheel but but make it your own and and so that part I do kind of painstakingly take months to do <laughs> sometimes, you know, unless you're just in that flow and, and inspired and, and certainly with, with having a child, um, the songs have come quickly in the last year. Um, just a lot of new feelings and, and emotions that I've been able to, to pull into the songwriting. Are you classically trained in, in like, any uh, instruments or musically, or is this all like just no. given? Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I started, um, we went to a Baptist church when I was young and I sang in the choir and um, I choir always gal sang. Too. Woo -woo. Are you all right? Yeah. And at, I mean, that's music church church. Well, the only reason I went was because of the music yeah. <laughs> um, and I just love the, like the reverb of the natural, like, cathedral that we were in and um i always would sing the harmony parts to everything and the instructor would try to get me to sing in unison with everyone and i i wouldn't like i want to go <laughs> my like, own way yeah I, yeah i just was hearing these things and i didn't know what it meant at the time but i knew it sounded good so i really um no i i've you know i haven't had any training um i went to school and studied history and global studies uh, and I wrote a lot of papers and, and took a lot of courses on um, like approaches to peace and, and just linguistics and just kind of world. I just wanted to pull in as much of the world as I could um, from where I was in school in a very like white bread piece of America, which was up in Vermont. <laughs> um, so yeah, other than that, no, I just, I, I just play a lot and try to listen to as many different styles and artists as I can that's cool who are you most inspired by musically is it like some mm. is it musicians who are similar style to you or different um both um I, I it's it's kind of like a mixed bag I, I do really enjoy um a lot of my peers and and friends that are are uh, putting music out like you know I know you had Trevor recently and he's one of my favorite um i love him as a producer too he's just mm. he's very creative um on his own that and he brings like just such a cool sonic um like cornucopia of, of sounds to to his albums you know like where you, you really like 
there's not a whole lot of chord changes going on, mm-hmm. but like it's so full and vibrant. And I love that about him. He's, he's, you know, and of course his voice is, is un- unmistakable, unforgettable. Um, John Butler is another artist that I've mm-hmm. been a real big fan of for a long time. Obviously, you know, like Dave Matthews and, and that acoustic genre has always been something I've got a lot of inspiration from. Um, but I love hip hop too. I love like <laughs> Jurassic five. And like, I, I'll never forget like the, the I was playing at a, a um, the outdoor gear retail retail event out in, in Utah. Um, I forget what year it was, but um, Charlie Tuna, who was like one of the rappers from J five was performing that night and we were staying at the same hotel. And, and I, had I ended up having breakfast with him the next morning before we both flew home and he was just such a sweetheart of a guy and I just was like it was that was just like my I was so starstruck and and yet he was just such a nice humble dude and um but yeah just the way he he weaved rhythm into his you know his rhymes and stuff like that to me is so inspiring I, I try you know with Adam and Eve you can hear a little bit of like my approach to to trying to just hammer you with <laughs> with like lyrical yeah. um percussive kind of style um yeah so I, I i yeah i get a lot of inspiration but certainly some in my genre some outside and try to pull it in what's your do you have spotify playlists that you listen to like all over the place uh, with different artists or are you like don't <laughs> to listen be honest, to other artists? <laughs> no i do i i definitely do like people ask um, me if i listen to podcasts What's your favorite podcast? I'm like, I don't want to listen to a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, you're so busy like putting out content yeah. a lot of the time or working on your own. It's yeah, there's only so many hours in a day. And at the moment, we've got Moana soundtracked on like twenty four seven because Hazel's you're- super into that. Oh so <laughs> <laughs> not gotcha. me i mean i love the music is great i'm but like she, you're inspired by moana that makes sense well i actually i i mean i there could be a lot of worse um <laughs> disney movies to have to listen to over and over again um but she just loves it so much so we have that on quite a bit but she does she listens to dad's music and Aww. stuff that we, we like as well and it's uh it's yeah. So I can't tell you right now what podcast I'm listening to. Cause it's, it's mostly Moana at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I could that. do, I could, <laughs> I could do, um, Dwayne, uh, Johnson, the rocks, uh, rap from, from, uh, that movie, like word for word now. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, what about spiritual teachers? Have you had anybody influential in your life? I know you went to church when you were young, but there's so much, um, spirituality and, and obviously the nature connection. Um, but has there any, been anyone in your life that has really influenced you or or guided you on your path? Um, not to the extent that I, I'm looking for, I'm, I'm actually like still desperately searching for, um, an elder or somebody in, in my community, I'm hoping to actually to connect with the local um, Narragansett tribe who, whose lands we live on here mm-hmm. in Rhode Island to see if there's a way I could, um, you know, learn more and, and kind of become uh, just more, just more knowledgeable of, of, of their people the and their, their history. Yeah. Because like, I just, you know, we're all basically squatting on indigenous lands. And um, I just think education is, is the key to really undoing a lot of the stereotypes and, and um, reaffirming that this, you know, our place in, in, in this country that has had a really ugly history. And, and I think it's okay to acknowledge that and still move forward. You know, I think so many people are afraid like to bring up those type of feelings or those type of sentiments. Um, but there's so much you can learn from, I mean, I, I just, um, so to answer your question, I've had some people in my life that have had, um, that effect on me of, of sort of really pushing me outside of my comfort zone. 
Um, but right now I'm looking for others to on my own and, and certainly being in COVID lockdown has not been uh, ideal for that mm-hmm. type of thing. Great time um, to go inward, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, and I do like, feel like that's, I got to make that commitment to myself really. Um, we just moved actually recently to this um, town. Um, we were living like 15 minutes away and now this is like sort of where we're going to be um, for a while. So hoping to really set our roots and, and learn what we can and, and promote what we can of the, the indigenous tribes that, that, um, you know, these lands belong to and, yeah. That's, and it's share a really, that. It's a really beautiful experience to connect with, um, the indigenous people from like where you live. Um, I started working with this woman named Margot, and she's a bone reader and mm. she's from, uh, her, her reservation is like 15 minutes away from here. And she started coming to this um, local metaphysical shop that's by my hair salon. And I went and started working with her and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> the the wisdom, the connection to the land and to the, uh, it's just such a really beautiful experience to be able to connect with that and a, a great way to honor and, and learn how to honor the land that you live on and learn about the land that you live on. Um, especially being a person who's so into, you know, the environment, like it's a great, it's a great way to, um, connect and, and get connected with where you are. Cause I think a lot of times we get so wrapped up in like, I need to go to India. I need to go to, I need to go to like all these places and to Mm -hmm. be like, to learn something. It's like, no, like be where you are and just see what you can learn from. So I love that that you're seeking that, um, you know, guideship or just learning about where you're from. You can learn so much. And absolutely. Yeah. Especially being by the waters. Like I'm a big fan of like taking care of the waters up here. Like mm-hmm. we've been working, um, on getting this pipeline shut down and like, there's just so much stuff that's going on with the water. And I know that you're really into working with the environment. What kind of things are, are you into over there in Rhode Island? Anything local? Yeah, so I actually worked um, part time at a, a education center um, where I where I did um, uh, a lot of marine science, and um, we would lead uh, trips to do big beach cleanups and and a lot of like the issues that I f- focus on primarily are like our coastal waterways and the plastics. Um, that we're finding, you know, washing up on the shore and, um, marine debris is, is like, I think should be at the forefront of what the world is looking at because so many of us depend on the ocean for our livelihood or for food or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and these microplastics, you know, the plastics that are being broken down over, um, you know, many years and decades are, are, they're not actually ever going away. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're micro sized and they're finding them in, you know, if you eat a fish and, and you used a microscope, you'd see that you're eating plastic, um, that the fish is ingested or, um, you know, these migratory birds that are washing up and their stomachs are full of plastics. And it's just a really, um, sad and, and terrible reality that we're all going to be faced with soon. If, if, um, if we keep going this direction. And so, yeah, we, we, in our area, we, we organize a lot of uh, local beach cleanups. Um, and, uh, I work with the Rhode Island surf rider chapter to, um, to try to get, uh, we actually did get, um, the plastic bands banned from the grocery stores in the last town I was living in. Nice. Um, so it's like, you know, baby steps and like there needs, there's so much more I want to do and, and need to do. But um, I think that a lot of people get overwhelmed by this magnitude or the scale of the problems or like it, there's so many different things you could devote your energy towards that you need to just pick whatever, you know, um, whatever it is and, and just kind of focus on that. And that for me has been ocean plastics and, and, you know, keeping our, waterways um healthy for generations to come um so yeah i do a lot of marine debris collecting and and it's every year you know we we 
we tally up the how many pounds we've collected and it's it's astonishing it's just it's uh yeah it's not a good number <laughs> yeah it is it's such a crazy but that's you know again to that point of like the overwhelm it can just be so much when you think about all of the problems and you just say like, ah, especially this year when we're sitting at home, like, ah, everything's bad. Everything is horrible. Right. And right. it can be really hard to like focus on like, well, what can I do? And I think a lot of times people think that, um, you know, like by focusing on your gift and developing your gift of sharing music, that helps people to be inspired to find whatever their gift is and focus your attention on that. And keep going in that direction and then find one little thing that you can, mm -hmm. can support while you're doing, you know, your God given gift while sharing your, your talents. Um, it doesn't have to be everything. You don't have, we don't have to save the world. I used to be like, I want to save the world. I want to help everybody. And I want to, that is the quickest way you can get burnt out <laughs> Totally. Mm -hmm. and make no headway <laughs> mm -hmm. except being exhausted and tired. So for me, I've learned that, like just slowing down has been really helpful to, to focus attention on like, well, what is the thing that I'm really good at? Like for me, I'm really great at meditation. Like I'm really good at guiding people in meditation. That's my jam. That's my thing aside from doing hair, but I'm, I'm getting real tired doing hair. It's a lot of work. <laughs> so, How about you want to do something about this, this man I have here? Should that's I chop cool. it off? Like the undercut stylish ponytail COVID look. <laughs> I just get, you know, I, it gets kind of, I don't like it on my ears. So I, I did that. But now I, like my barber's been shut down for so long now. I'm like, oh, I've been trying to do it myself, but. Okay. It's good luck. It's yeah. all right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You don't sound too confident. No, it's good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. I like it. Style. Usually when your host, your voice goes high like that, it doesn't mean you're telling the truth. Is that, is that not the case no, with you? No, I'm into it. It's cool. It's good luck. <laughs> Okay. It's fashion. Fashion. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. But yeah. But focusing on <laughs> what you're good at, like, you know, giving people compliments on their hair and, you know, whatever it might be. <laughs> yeah. Kindness, it's right? Don't kindness. just yes. don't, don't yeah, do, do what you can because it's like the little acts that really mm -hmm. change the world, you know? And, and, and like you said, you don't have to go overseas and, and, and to all these exotic places to, find you know inspiration or whatever I mean, mm -hmm. for some people it's it's a nice it's nice to do and i think yeah. that i think as you get older you realize like your community is really the most important it, if if you if you can really like share your gift with your community and connect to people that that will um that will go outwards from there um Absolutely. it starts it starts small yeah, I, I went to Thailand and traveled all over for like three weeks. And then I went to Costa Rica and spent a lot of time there. And I came home and I was at the Sleeping Bear Dunes on these on gorgeous mystical Lake Michigan with these beautiful sand. And I'm like, holy crap, like this is equally, if not more beautiful. Like you just see the beauty in where you are. Mm -hmm. And traveling is amazing, but and I and I love that. But when you can find what's so beautiful right where you are, whether that's, you know, within yourself or within your land or within your community, like sometimes when you're in a small town like me, you can like want to want to run away. I'm like, ah, like sure. it's, it's so small and it's so tight. But finding the really beautiful things there, I think that's how we really can make a difference and just keep doing what you're good at. Focus mm -hmm. on that, you know. Mm -hmm. And it, it is important to travel and just get perspective, but then you bring that home with you and you can, yeah, you can share that perspective with others and, and come to that realization. What a, what a nice little place you got there. What a blessing it is to have all your guitars yeah. lined up and your bed That's right above right. you. It's like, yeah, yeah. what's up? <laughs> That's right. Okay. So all your hats gonna... on the wall. <laughs> yep. Those are some nice hats. Yeah. Those are my work hats. That's when I'm okay. going to go be taken seriously, make a YouTube gotcha. video or something. I'm like, listen to me. How, how come we don't have one on now? It's just, well, it's just not <laughs> I normally wear these headphones. Oh, uh, okay. And I couldn't wear it with that. But last minute I found these so that I don't have to have that head thing on or else gotcha. I'd wear one. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm going <laughs> to pop into our last segment here. Let's do it. Um, 
I'm going to ask you a question and then you get to answer in one word. Okay. okay. All right. Favorite place to visit since we're talking about travel? New Zealand. Favorite food? Avocado toast. Favorite instrument to play? Since you play so many, I had to ask this. Um, slide guitar. Do you have a hidden talent? <laughs> I've exposed them all. <laughs> um, no, I would say I could probably quote Moana from start to finish, like immaculately. <laughs> that that is a talent. That is a good talent. No, that's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good dad. That's a good dad. All right. I'll, I'll go with that. All right. How about nostalgic fragrance? What fragrance do you smell mm. and you're just like, takes you back? <laughs> there was like, I feel like there was this fragrance that all the girls wore in high school. I think it's an Abercrombie and Fitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the name of it, but I guarantee I know exactly what it smells like. And it just brings me back to like teen dances and it's not a good nostalgia necessarily, but like, it's that like, you know, that young man, like we're all like pumped, pumping our chests type of feeling, you know, of like, like not sure where, what, what our place is in the world. And, but we have this, like, it's basically puberty is what it smells like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it smells like. We must be the same age because I totally know what you're talking about. I'm I'm 35, so it's it. I know it was Abercrombie though, and it was like the everybody went, you know, wanted to shop there or whatever, and it was. Yeah, what was yeah, it I didn't. That? I couldn't fit in their clothes. I was very <laughs> very small when I was in high school. I didn't grow until almost college, and like all the dudes, you know, had like the like the muscles. chest hair and the muscles and the shirts and yeah it was so funny but i remember that smell very vividly <laughs> that's funny okay this is the question my husband wanted me to ask you because he's a big time hunter he wanted to know if you hunt in rhode island hunting in rhode island um i fish okay um but i i don't do any hunting um and mainly yeah like I, i've done some spear fishing um, that's cool. Which is, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I would consider myself more of a waterman than, uh, um, like a mountain man, and like I guess. a land man. Well, I, yeah. we, I had to ask you because we were arguing and I was like, I'm sure they don't hunt in Rhode Island. It's pretty small. I, don't I think, mean, I'm, are there deer they there? do. No, there, then there he looked are. It up yeah. And he told me that it's true. Yeah. They're there. I mean, I know it's hunting season cause I've been wearing my orange when I go hiking or bike, <laughs> mountain biking. <laughs> Don't shoot. Yeah. And I can hear you can hear the gunfire. Um, so there's obviously people doing it, but um, but yeah, no, I haven't. But not done you. Much. Okay. No. I'll report back. Yeah. Yeah. Um favorite place to what did I what did I write? Sit? Favorite what? Oh, favorite place to surf, but I wrote it very oh. bad. <laughs> favorite place to sit right here it, it looks it literally you chair. probably can't see it but it looks like like what is that word yeah stuff <laughs> to dust favorite place to dust like what did they write there <laughs> um i would have to say rhode island it's just i know it so intimately um well new zealand is definitely a incredible place to surf yeah. and uh you can just be all alone and and yeah, hopefully not get eaten by sharks. But um, that's the nice thing about I, Michigan. There's nothing that will eat you. That's true. There's no like Loch Ness monster or or. I mean, I have never no, seen they, it, but they said. Okay. Do they have what do they call your version of that? Do they have one? Like in Vermont, we had Lake Champlain and monster champy. Champy. <laughs> yeah. That's I don't know what they not, call it. Not a very scary monster name but i would pet that one sounds nice um, yeah <laughs> no i'm not sure actually i've only surfed once and it was in costa rica off the nicoya peninsula and why i chose that to be the first place i was going to surf i'm not sure because it was very intense was a big yeah huge 
Yeah. Huge, huge, huge. And it was actually a guy from New Zealand who taught me. We, we took lessons, me and my kids and my husband, we all took lessons one day and I was the best. Ooh. Me and my daughter, he kept calling us Shreddy Betties. Did he say sweet as? Yeah, he say Shreddy Betties. Shreddy Betties. Shreddy, Shreddy Betties. Oh, Shreddy Betties. Shreddy gotcha. Betties, yeah. Shreddy I love Betties. the the Kiwi accent is the best. Yeah. It was, it was great. But That's we weren't awesome. very good. Um, oh, when you do live performances again, what's the first song you're going to play? Um, probably family tree. Oh, I love that just, one. Just, you know, get, get all warm and fuzzy and, and yeah. Extend my branches out to the musical community. I love that. Yeah. Um, last one. What is you, who is your favorite musician you've ever played with? Um, Played with or played like at the same event with, <laughs> like maybe like a collab, with, yeah, or, like collab, okay. creatively um, with. I really jive with with my my brother uh, Paul Isaac, who's out um, in Oahu. He's just like the salt of the earth, and just he's a he's a farmer, organic farmer. Oh, cool. And. Uh, you should look him up if you haven't. He's just such a sweetheart. Um, and we, yeah, we, we played a few shows together. He came actually last summer, he came to New England and uh, he opened a few shows for me and we've done a few songs together. He's on my song Rise and he's on my newest song, uh, Lean In. Mm. Um, and he's just, uh, yeah, just a sweetheart of a guy. And, and he's got that island vibe, you know? Love it. So it just like it works really well for reggae music, which I love a lot. So he's on the reggae songs that I've put out recently. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Any last words for our listeners, Will? Anything you want to share? Um Yeah, I would really love their opinion on this whole hair thing that <laughs> it's got me all like Go check out Will's hair. <laughs> All the hairdressers who, who are listening. I have been thinking about. I've been no. thinking about giving it the old chop. chop what do you want to do it? You want to like shave it? No, I don't want to shave it. Um, but it's just it's really long, and I've got to like you know tame it at some point. It's like oh my god, you know what? definitely my the longest is, I've ever my had. hair is down to my waist now too. Like it's the longest it's ever been, and so I cut these bangs during COVID because I was like, what do I so do? So you didn't you didn't have bangs before? I don't no. think I'm going to do bangs. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, there, it, it it's is, a wild ride. Yeah, I just, uh, I think it's. You got like that Jason, what's his name? Jason. Oh, Momoa. Momoa thing going? Yeah, oh, well, that's good. The sure Aquaman. Would like that compliment. Yeah, no, she wouldn't. She'd, she'd like, no, you don't. She'd, she likes, no, she you keeps, don't. She's, she's very grounding. <laughs> keeps you humble. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this was really fun. So great. I'm glad that it all worked out. And um, everyone who is listening to this podcast, make sure you go check out Will Evans' new music. I'm excited to hear it. We're recording it right now, this podcast on November 30th, and it comes out on December 4th, yep. I believe. So when it releases, um, it'll be out already. So you can go listen yeah. to it, check it out. Um, if you liked this episode, if you liked our little chat, uh, take a screenshot of you listening it on like Spotify or iTunes or something and tag us in your stories. Let us know what you think. Love to hear back from everybody who's listening to our, our little chats. And yeah. That's right. Thanks so much, Will. You're welcome. See ya. Bye, Kelly. Bye. <laughs>